Welcome to Slapshot Podcast, episode number 45. I am your host, Chris Ramirez. Thank you for being here. Thank you for hanging out. Welcome, man. Welcome back. If you're tuning into the podcast again, welcome. Thanks for being here. If this is your first time here, hey, welcome in. Thanks for stumbling on in here. Grab yourself a chair, grab yourself some popcorn or whatever you know snack you want to have. And uh, hey, let's enjoy the time that we got together. I'm excited to be here. Happy Thanksgiving to the good folks below me, to our American friends. Hope your Thanksgiving was great. Hope your Black Friday was great as well. Hope you got all the deals you wanted. Uh, man, I love U.S. Thanksgiving uh, just because there, there's sports on all day, right? Thanksgiving's got a ton of football. I mean, Friday, NHL games all day. It was an absolute blast. I love it. Working from home means that there's just sports all day, and you can't go wrong with sports all day. Right, can't go wrong with that. I love it. Um, I love all of you. Like I said, if you're finding yourself in here for the first time, welcome. My name is Christopher at Fuzzy Chris ninety one on Twitter. That's probably where you found me. If you are listening to this on the YouTube, hey, welcome in. Thanks for being here. Go ahead, hit the sub button, ring the bell while you're here, so you can find your way back here when new content, including this podcast, goes live. If you are listening to this over on the Stitcher, the Spotify, the podcast, uh, the Podbean, the iTunes. Why don't you go ahead and hit the sub button there as well so you can get every single episode uploaded for you. You don't even have to do anything. It automatically uploads when you subscribe to the podcast. Leave a five-star review while you're there. Thank you in advance. I know you're all doing that right now. All right. Now that we got that out of the way here, um, right? So last episode, we talked about the problem with why there are not enough French-speaking NHL players in the league in general, why the Montreal Canadiens don't have enough French-speaking players on their team. Um, we're not going to cover that. We're going to stay on the French-speaking part, though, um, because, I, I mean, I, I was talking about dad yesterday. My dad is a smart person. A smart person. My dad is super smart. Um, anybody who knows him knows that. Man knows everything about nothing, um, which is kind of weird. If you ask him, like, a postal code of, like, some city somewhere in Canada, he probably knows it. Again, information you don't need. Um, but he just has, and we kind of got the conversation, um, about just the, the, the Montreal Canadiens in general. So we know that they're a terrible hockey team right now, and they continue to demonstrate that every time they get on the ice, like they were outclassed against the Washington Capitals early and often. The Washington Capitals made easy work of the Montreal Canadiens, which is no shock to absolutely nobody, because again, this team is a flaming pile of dog poop. So then, then obviously the conversation then goes, right? We're talking about Mark Bergevay, right? Montreal Canadiens GM and all the, you know, the, the, the reasons why this team is not good, right? And we know why. Bergevay has now been GM of the Montreal Canadiens now for almost 10 years, right? He doesn't have a contract coming up or at least hasn't re-signed it yet. And, I mean, hockey is a short-term memory kind of game, right, when it comes to contracts, Right. Players, that's why players perform in contract years, and then they go out and get a boatload of money, right? You were garbage for the first four years of your deal. doesn't matter. You were elite in your contract year, uh, so we're going to pay you a whole bunch. And GMs are no different, right? What Or coaches, the same thing, right? I mean, Dominic Ducharme gets a nice deal because, you know, Shea Weber, Carey Price, and the whole bunch dragged him all the way to the Stanley Cup final, right? I mean, that. let's be honest. That is what it is. Is Dominic Ducharme a good coach? I don't know. To be honest, probably not, or at least he it hasn't it it hasn't come to fruition yet. 
right? The Montreal Canadiens, like, after Claude Julia was fired, Dominic Ducharme came. The team wasn't necessarily better, but then the Montreal Canadiens got to the playoffs. Carey Price, after game four, just kind of shut the door, and the rest was history. And for Bergevin, it's been a situation of, you know, letting certain players go and not being able to replace them. Right? I mean, that's been the case. Let's, let's be honest, right? And through some of this, through no fault of his own, right? I mean, Shea Weber's lower body falling apart, not his fault. Carey Price, you know, taking some time away to deal with some of the off-ice issues that he's having, not his fault. You know, letting Philip Deneau go, also not a bad thing, not his fault. Like, that's that's fine. I have no issue with that. Here's where the issues start to come in, right? Or to say thing, sorry, Joel Edmondson, same thing, right? He's hurt, not his fault. Um, everything that Bergevin has gone out to do after that has been, I mean, I, I would say piss poor at best, right? Because you went out, you got Christian Dvorak. Dvorak has been absolute garbage. Um, whether you think Kotkin Yemi is good or not is neither here nor there because the player you went out to replace him with and Philip Deneau is not giving you anything in particular, right? The Jake Evans experience obviously hasn't worked out well. Ryan Paling, we saw some life here, but it's been inconsistent. And this all got me and my dad talking about, well, what's like for Dominic Ducharme here, like a lot of people are calling for him to be fired. Okay. A lot of people are. And this is like, my dad brought up a good point. Like Jeff Molson's got money. Okay. And Dominic Ducharme's contract is not that bad. Okay. It's not like, you know, the Canadians have to eat a whole bunch of money. Ducharme is making 1.7 mil per season on a three-year deal, okay? That's all he's making. So eating a, eating about four, you know, I don't know, five million bucks over three years, something Jeff Bolson could afford, right? When you're the Montreal Canadiens and you are the second, you know, the team with the second highest cap hit on the books, right? I mean, the Montreal Canadiens spend to the cap. No secret to, you know, to, to anybody here, but here's the thing, okay? If you fire Dominic Ducharme, let's say you decide to do that. A, I mean, I don't think Bergevin fires him, by the way. I don't think it. I, I think Jeff Molson handles that, right? Because the Montreal Canadiens do not have a hockey operations guy, right? Which my dad has brought up, right? Montreal Canadiens have nobody between Mark Bergevin and Jeff Molson. They have nobody. They have no president of hockey operations. Kind of like like the Toronto Maple Leafs have like Brendan Shanahan, right? He oversees hockey ops. So Kyle Dubas reports to Shanahan. Shanahan reports their ownership, right? The Montreal Canadiens don't have a middleman. And I mean, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing is, I guess, something you can debate with others. But more importantly here, if somebody's going to fire Ducharme, it's not going to be Molson. And if, I'm sorry, it's, it's not going to be Bergevin. And if Jeff Molson's firing him, well, Mark Bergevin's following him out the door because that's his guy. That's the guy you gave money to. And you say, hey, this is the guy we signed. And it's not working, right? Dominic Ducharme has not done a very good job up till now, right? He has not. Hasn't done a good job. And again, whether it's his fault or not, he took over the job in February, right, 2021, and I mean, the team the, the the team stumbled forward, and I think looking back on that, that's a fair representation, right? Whether I, I'm sure he's a good coach, I'm sure he is, and maybe this is part Bergevin's fault for the team that is in front of him. Okay, I'm saying hey, this team is not good, and he's missing star players. 
but you're not getting production out of certain players. And that's her. And look, we've gone over this on the podcast already, so I'm not going to break your ears with that. Here's the point that we started to make. Well, if you fire Dominic Ducharme, well, who are you going to go out and hire? Right? Because it's one thing to say, okay, get rid of him. Okay? It's one thing. But then you got to find his replacement. Okay? And we know the Montreal Canadiens have this obsession with French-speaking coaches. We know this. Okay? We know this. And that is unfortunate. Right? And I don't like... I Look, for the longest, I understand... Again, we talked about it last time, about how hockey is a culture in Montreal. It is basically a religion. And we know that. Okay? We know what it is in Montreal. We know everything that's associated with that. Okay? But... At some point, okay, you're going to have to decide. You want to win or do you want your coach to be able to talk to the media? Because, I mean, this this province just keeps mustering it down your throat. When you have the premier talking about the lack of French representation on a team, like it's it kind of becomes one of those things that you just, you have no choice to talk about it, right? And when the team struggles, you kind of like all, all of a sudden we start talking about garbage that we don't need to be talking about, right? Who cares what language your coach speaks to the, you know, the guy from RDS, okay? All the media members speak English. All of them do. And when the same way they interview players who only speak English, what do they do after? They translate it. And most people are fine with that. Most people live with that. That's fine. And if you, like, again, if, if you don't follow this team closely as I have, I mean, there was a point in time where the Montreal Canadiens only had French-speaking captains. This went on for the longest time ever. Through the existence of the Montreal Canadiens, they've had, you know, French-speaking captains for a long time. This went on through, I mean, way before my time, the 50s, the 60s, when Beliveau was captain, Henri Richard was captain, Yvonne Cornoyer, Serge Savard, all of them. I mean, the first one to recent memory, right, was Bob Gainey. Bob Gainey was the was one of the, I mean, again, the, the Montreal Canadiens have had captains of having spoken French, you know. That's fine. But in, in recent memory, Bob Gainey was one of the first ones. They were all still Canadian, though, right? Bob Gainey's born in Ontario somewhere. And then... You know, 89-90, Geek Harbin will split it with Chris Chelios. Chris Chelios was the first non-Canadian captain of the Montreal Canadiens, right? He's an American. We know that. He was co-captain. So, I mean, at, at the end of the day, it doesn't count, right? Geek Harbin became captain afterwards. Kirk Muller, by the way, was one as well. Also from Ontario, English-speaking captain. And then the Montreal Canadiens got back to what they did, right? Pierre Turgeon, Mike Keenan, Vincent Danfus as well. And then when... When Vinny Danfus was out, right, Saku Koivu became the first real only captain of the Montreal Canadiens who, A, couldn't speak French, right, and B, was a European. First European captain for the Montreal Canadiens. Now, even at that point, okay, even at that point, the Montreal Canadiens for the longest period of time had at least assistance who could speak French, right? So your captain didn't, but, you know, 
Your assistant captains could, right? You think of Benoit Brunet, right? Patrice Brisebois, right? French-speaking captain, you know, French-speaking assistant captains. But at that point, there was a big brouhaha. I wasn't old enough to know this, but I mean, this was a big problem for the Montreal Canadiens. And Saku Koivu, by the way, one of the most loved captains in team history, especially with everything that he went on, you know, what happened to him off the ice as well, his battle with cancer, how, you know, devastating it was when Carolina won the cup and he, you know, takes a stick to the face. And then, I mean, the Montreal Canadiens are up 2-0 at that point, right? A rookie by the name of Cam Ward comes in, steals the show, and, I mean, that is it. The Montreal Canadiens, Cam, I mean, Carolina goes on to win the Stanley Cup that year. Cam Ward, you know, becomes a great goalie and whatnot. The rest is history. But for the longest period of time, again, Captain spoke French, and then Saku was the first who didn't. And then as we kept moving on, well, you got less and less of them, right? So when Saku leaves 2009, 2010, there's no captain to the team. Brian Gionta is named captain now afterwards. Remember Brian Gionta? Serves captain for four seasons, right? He's gone. No captain 2014, 2015. Max Pacioretty takes over for three seasons, U.S. born as well. Max Pacioretty leaves. Shea Weber is named captain. Shea Weber is and continues to be captain of the Montreal Canadiens. All this to say, for the better part of, I don't know, since the 2000s, for the last 20 years, okay, most people have come to accept that Montreal will not have a French-speaking captain or French-speaking assistant captain as well. Now, no offense to Paul Byron, okay? Paul Byron can actually speak French. He can. I know. Shocking to a lot of you. But Paul Byron can speak French. And again, is it broken? Sure. But, you know, he does his part. Right? He was born in Ottawa. Not far from here. Speaks good enough French to get away with it. We're not naming Paul Byron captain of the Montreal Canadiens. We know that, right? We know that. We're not naming him captain. And, I mean, if you want to call him assistant captain material, I mean, you go ahead and do so if you want. But in reality, the Montreal Canadiens have not had a French-speaking captain for the longest period of time. And we as a society in this province have kind of accepted it. We've accepted it through the good and the bad of this team, including when this team was good and doing things and making the playoffs and at least being competitive. Did they win? No. And again, last season, the same thing with... You know, that one game where Philip Deneau is out and they dress nobody in the month of May that was born in Quebec. And it's a big brouhaha. I mean, that do, do we talk about that? No, not as much. We only talk about it now because the premiers bring it up. The Montreal Canadiens are bad and that's all we're going to talk about, right? When, when, when the team's doing well, we don't worry about that, right? We don't worry about what language our coach speaks because winning is the only language most fans care about. Right and and let's be honest, that's that's what it is. I personally do not care what language a coach speaks. Can you win? Yeah, perfect. Do it in whatever language you want. I don't care what it is. If your team is loaded with Russian skilled players and you need a Russian assistant coach to be able to talk to them or what, do whatever you need to do. Win hockey games. That's it. Winning solves everything. You don't have to talk about this garbage. If you win, and the Montreal Canadiens are not doing that, so there it is. So let's say, again, let's 
let's get back to this conversation here. Let's say we fire Dominic Ducharme. Okay. Alex Burroughs speaks French. He's the, I think he's one of the only ones, right? You're not going to name, you know, anybody else as coach, right? Luke Richardson, by the way, remember when he served? Remember when Ducharme got COVID and Luke Richardson served as a head coach? Luke Richardson does not speak English, does not speak French, right? He does not. I think he's a good coach, right? I think he would be okay. Luke Richardson, again, I don't know how good he would possibly be, but I think in a small sample size, to be able to do what he did in the playoffs with the team that he had, I think that would be okay. Again, he's Canadian, so you can get away with it if you wanted to. Right? Hard-nosed playing, you know, hard-nosed player. Did a lot of good things. You know, a guy racked up a bunch of penalty minutes in the NHL. A big boy. You know, a big, big boy in the NHL, a, a, a player with all the things that GMs like to say, grit, character, you know, name the name, the word there that player, you know, coaching staffs and people like to talk about. Right. And again, for the purpose of this conversation, we're not even going to talk about, I mean, we're not going to talk about, you know, all the like amateur scouting and whatnot, you know. I mean, Trevor Timmons, by the way, a lot of people like to say, you know, stuff about him. He's actually the assistant general manager. Okay. He is. Martin Lapointe is the director of player personnel and, and amateur scouting. So it's not even Trevor Timmons. I'm sure they refer to, you know, they refer to his knowledge when needed. But in the same way that, you know, Scott Mellonby is the assistant general manager. And I mean, we don't really hear much about him. And why would you, right? Those are not, I mean... Again, without getting into those and, you know, whatever the Canes believe and their philosophy behind that, doesn't make a difference. The point here is more about what, like, what is life after Dominic Ducharme if you have to focus on a coach that speaks French, right? Like, I feel like the Montreal Canadiens will always be behind the ball because... We're never going to be able, ever, to find a qualified coach, regardless of his language, right? They'll never be able because you have to take it into consideration. And I think that's the dumbest thing in the world. The dumbest. And look, there have been coaches before, right, for the Montreal Canadiens who have not spoken French, okay. There, there, there actually has, and I know most people, you know, won't know. I, I know you won't know who I'm talking about because this coach spent what half, not even I won't even say half a season. I wouldn't even say half. He was an interim head coach. He coached fifty games. Okay, 50. His name is Randy Cunningworth. And again, no need for you to really know who Randy Cunningworth is because he coached all of 50 games. Montreal Canadiens were not a very good team. Bob Ganey had hired him. Or he took over from Jacques Martin, who was fired, who also lasted 196 games. At the end of the day, okay, 
right? Like it was a big stink when Randy Cuttingworth took over as an interim G, as an interim coach. Okay, interim coach. When he took over, it was pure mayhem because he couldn't speak French. It's like society here is not ready for that yet. We're not ready for it. And personally, I think it's time we start having that conversation the same way nobody really cares that your captain doesn't speak French. Nobody gives a shit that Shea Weber can't, you know, he says merci, bonsoir, and that's fine. First of all, Shea Weber barely says anything to anybody, right? And nobody worries about that. But I think it's time we start entertaining the idea of saying, hey, why don't we go out and find the best quality candidate regardless of the language that he speaks? Why don't we think about it? Because if not, you can go ahead and hire Alex Burroughs and say, here, you'll take over, right? And then you can give him the contract the same way you did with Dominic Ducharme. And again, I'm sure Dominic Ducharme is a great head coach. It's not where, And again, this is only if you decide to fire him, which is a whole other conversation, right? Because again, if imagine you're Mark Burrs, but you turn around, you fire Dominic Ducharme, right? It halfway, not even halfway into his first season, first full season as Habs head coach. Like, what's your explanation when you go to Jeff Molson and say, hey, uh, Jeff, I need you to fork the bill here for five plus million dollars on this head coach. Yeah, I know I hired him, but halfway through that, uh, it's not working. I think I made a mistake. And you've been there, right? Think of it. You're Bergman. You've been here 10 years. You don't have a championship. Uh, and you're off to a god awful start in a year where you have to renew a contract. It's a kind of a hard conversation to have, right? Like, imagine if you had to have that conversation with your boss, right? Imagine you hire an employee, right? You give them a boatload of money. It's guaranteed money almost basically. And then you got to fire him like four weeks later and you got to go tell your boss that they still got to pay it, right? Like that's a tough conversation to have. And it would obviously put Bergevin in a tough situation. So I don't think he's going to fire him. I really don't. I, if anything, Jeff Molson's going to do it and he's going to clean everybody, right? Like he's just going to pull the plug and say, hey, all of you get lost. And then hire a GM. Because even if you fire just the GM, let's say you fire just Bergevin. I mean, you're going to have a new GM not pick his coach and have to deal with this. He's going to get in and say, this isn't working. We're going to change staff. Right? Like, it's easier to change coaching staffs than it is to change players. Right? GMs can change players over time. Yes. But, I mean, what are we going to do with the coaching staff? The coaching staff is easier to change short term than it is to trade the whole team. Right? So, again, there are probably a lot of great NHL coaches that are available that don't speak French. There there are. There are a ton. A ton. A ton of coaches. But if we don't take the time to do it, right? We don't take the opportunity to find them. I mean, it, it, think about, I mean, again, I'm just going to throw out some names here. Just going to throw out some names. Again, regardless, like the Habs could go ahead and find somebody in the junior system, right? In their backyard, grew up through the Quebec Beach Junior Hockey League, hire him, whatnot, bring him in, blah, 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 blah. There you go. He speaks French. Problem solved. Cheap way out, right? I'm not saying they should hire any of these names that I'm going to name as coaches, okay? I'm not saying you should. But if you're in desperation to look and go through every candidate, right? 
What about names like John Tortorella? Um, again, I, I, I know. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Don't close the podcast. Stop. I said it doesn't mean anything. But, like, John's a quality hockey coach. He's won some stuff, right? You can at least have an interview. Say, hey, John, are you interested? Great coach. I don't think the style fits the way the team plays, right? So I, I, I don't think it works. But, again, are you at least having that conversation, right? Bruce Boudreaux. I think Bruce speaks French. So you could get away with that. Again, whether he's right or not, neither here nor there, right? There's there's a ton of options. A ton of options in coaches, right? Rick Tockett. Again, another name. Just, again, another name. Another name. Or maybe coaches that get fired somewhere else and then they come in here. And, and, and then you go from there and you see what makes sense. I'm tired of the situation where the Montreal Canadiens are just going to keep hiring the same recycled coaches. Right? Like, I'm tired of knowing, like, I don't want it to be Alain and Vino again. I think he's still employed, though, so that's good. Right? <laughs> like, you can't hire Claude Julien because you just fired him, right? Who are you going to hire? Guy Carbono again? Like, at, at one point, you got to kind of find... You have to find options that are outside of what you have because you can only go through so many coaches, right? Before it just doesn't work anymore, right? There's only so far you can go. And I again, I don't think that it's a situation where Dominic Ducharme is not good. I just, I, I'm trying to get to a spot. I'm okay with it. As a Habs fan, I don't care. And if you're a fan and you're sitting there and saying, well, you know, I need my head coach to speak French. That's that's putting you behind the eight ball. Who are you going to go hire? Bob Hartley again? I, I mean, I I don't want to. Right? I don't want to do that. There are probably some great coaches around the league somewhere. And again, whether you decide to fire him now or at the end of the season, I'm probably, if, if I'm going to fire Ducharme, I'm firing him at the end of the year. Like, if this boat's going down, like, let it go down, right? Like, let it all blow up. Like, don't make a coaching change thinking you're going to salvage the season. No, leave them in there. Let them, you know, suck. Move some, you know, pending UFAs out. Get a couple more of those picks. And then, you know, Jeff can just fire everybody in the offseason. There you go. Bring in a new GM. Say, hey, this is your first draft. Get it right. There you go. Go through whatever process is, right? Because like I said, the Montreal Canadiens have really nothing going for them right now. Nothing. They're a terrible team on paper, right? They have no money, right? They have no money. They have no money. They're ten million over the cap base thanks to long term injured reserve. They're at their their cap hit is ninety one million dollars, right? Like, where are you gonna go? <laughs> what are you gonna change out of this team? You just gave Dvorak money, so I mean that's not going anywhere. Josh Anderson signed his long term deal here. Gallagher's money is kicking in. Gallagher's the highest paid forward on the team here. Doesn't look good, right? Doesn't look very good. Um, at you know Suzuki's got his money. It's going to kick in next season. Fine. He deserves it, right? And then 
you know, Ben Sherratt's a pending UFA. Brett Kulak's a pending UFA. Chris Weidman's a pending UFA. You could probably move those contracts, get something in return. All right. Jeff Petrie not earning a dollar of his money. David Savard looks absolutely lost on the ice. And then you got Mike Hoffman, Joel Edmondson, and Matthew Perot as of today who are on IR because they're hurt. And, I mean, again, Shea Weber, Paul Byron is what it is. Shea Weber probably never plays hockey again. Paul Byron is not going to change much. Uh, and then Carey Price dealing with everything that he's dealing with. So, my my again, for me, I am okay with Montreal moving on and getting a coach to just, just get a good one, man. Just get a good one. And I think I think Bergevin is going to have to have because, I mean, he may not get re- – like I said, there's if, if you don't renew your GM, how is you as a coach – how are you going to feel knowing that the new guys coming in – and, again, coaches choose their GMs just the same way coaches bring in their staff, right? NHL coaches bring in their assist. Sometimes they go outside the box and they hire a different assistant, but it's not uncommon to see your assistant's – follow NHL coaches, you know, around a lot. And for me, I th- if you want to stay inside the organization, okay, let's say you say, look, I don't want to go out and get anybody. I don't want to bring somebody, you know, from another system. Would you, like, would society be okay with giving Luke Richardson the opportunity to be a head coach? I would be okay with it. But can society get behind it and not worry that he doesn't speak French? Like, can we, like, maybe in maybe the, the minute you hire your first coach who doesn't speak French, the first one, not an intern, right? Like Cunningworth. The minute you hire your first one, I know it's downhill from there because it, it'll be the same way you, you know, Sakukov will become the first European captain and one to literally not speak French that wasn't from Canada. Like, we accepted it after that. It's fine. We don't have assistant captains and captains who speak French on the team. Yes, we have to have these conversations, but that's just because this team sucks. If not, you're talking about how they're winning. Nobody was worried last season through the year about how many French players were on the team or what they were doing because everybody was doing well. Right? Toffoli was scoring goals. Josh Anderson was a beast. You know, all that stuff. It kind of balanced out there. Canadian struggled, but they made the playoffs and boom. Everything was good. And yeah, you could talk about rebuild as much as you want. You're a team with a $91 million, nine, almost $92 million payroll. What are we rebuilding? What are we rebuilding? First of all, Bergman doesn't like to say rebuilding. We say retooling. A team probably needs a rebuild at some point. All right. And you could probably get away with it too. Right. Cole Caulfield and Nick Suzuki are young enough that if the rebuild takes you three years, these guys start to enter their prime, literally in their prime, and you'll be fine. Romanov, Norlander on the back end, like there's stuff that you can, you know, there's stuff that you can do. And again, we can debate whether a rebuild is necessary or not. That's fine. We can go through the process. But I'm okay with the idea of the Montreal Canadiens hiring a coach who doesn't speak French. And it's up to the media at that point to literally just shut up about it and not bring it up every time. Because that's the first thing they're going to do, right? Imagine you hire a coach. Oh, he doesn't speak French. Who gives a shit? Who cares? 
That would be my answer. It's it's not it was it was a criteria we were looking for, but we chose the best candidate for the job. And we think this individual could bring success to the team that we need. That's it. Live with it. And when coaches win, the rest of it doesn't matter, man. The rest of it doesn't matter. If if you had the opportunity to bring in great coaches, right? I know some of them are unemployed. It happens. But if you have the opportunity to bring in a good coach, why would what are you gonna do? Tell him no because he doesn't speak French? Limit your playing, you know, your pool? Why are we doing this to ourselves? Team hasn't won since 93, and we're still worried about what language our coach speaks and what nationality our players are from. This is the only thing, man. It's the only thing. I don't know why it's a thing. It shouldn't be. Not. I don't see any teams. I mean, I'm going to give you a bad example. I guess, you know, I don't see the Rangers worrying about how many New York-born players are on their team. I don't think that's a worry for them, right? It's harder for some of the teams down south, right? Like, I mean, Florida and Tampa Bay. I mean, there's not many people growing up in Florida playing hockey, right? Not as not that many. But I don't see the Winnipeg Jets worried about how many players from Manitoba are on their team or the Canucks worried about how many, you know, players born in Vancouver are on their team. It's it's one of those things that's just it's it's just something that happens in Montreal because of the language. That's the only thing. And and it's time, like I said, that we move on from it from the players to the coaches as well. We're almost there. Almost there. The present like like I said, Jeff Molson speaks French. It's fine. Even your GM, we can slowly get to a point where he doesn't have to speak French either. And don't worry, the French media will just translate. The same thing for GMs. You could hire quality general managers, but you're limiting yourself because of what language they speak. I don't think that's good for the team. I really don't. I don't think that's a good idea. I think we should be trying to find the best player, sorry, the best candidate available for a job, regardless of what language they speak. In hockey, everybody speaks English. That's the number one thing. You need to do that. Do that and we're fine. So for me, that's what I care about. And I think it's time that the rest of us on this side of the land jump on board and say, hey, win. Just win. Winning fixes everything. If you've ever played sport, you know that. Winning fixes everything. When you win, everything's fine. Right? There's no problems. Even when there are problems. If if, if you win, it's fine. Nobody worries about it. Nobody in the media opens, right, and talks about, oh, uh, you know, that they, they have to find something to talk about. And when you're not doing good, you can talk about anything. But when you're winning, all you're going to talk about is winning and the success and this and that. Yeah, you'll nitpick here and there because you need to be perfectionist. But you'll spend a lot more of your time focused on the good of the team than on the bad. Right now, Habs are just bad. Plain and simple. Everywhere. Top to bottom, left to right. So again, it's up to Bergevin how much he wants to save his job. And, I mean, again, like I said, the conversation whether Dominic Ducharme is a good coach or whatnot. But but for me, I would like to see Luke Richardson take over. If that if, if you want to keep it in-house, do so. I have no problem with doing that. He's there. He knows what's going on. He knows players and whatnot. Leave him there. Bring a new system. Do something different. 
Whatever you got to do, man, be better, right? But I would be okay with that, and I would be okay with the fact that he doesn't speak French. And that's my take. That is my take, ladies and gentlemen. That is the podcast for today. As always, thank you so much for listening and everything. I appreciate it. If you're not following me on Twitter, you can go ahead and do so at FuzzyChris91. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Slapshot Podcast. Let me know. Tweet me. Tell me. What do you think? If you're watching this over on the YouTube, if you're still here, hey, thank you. Let me know in the comments section. If you had to replace Dominic Ducharme, who are you replacing him with? Why? Why this person? Why this person? Why not that one? Are you okay with a coach that doesn't speak French? Let me know. Tell me. I love hearing from you. As always, make sure you're following the podcast on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, on I, on the Apple Podcast. Make sure you go ahead, hit the sub button everywhere you can, baby. Wherever you get your podcast, go ahead, hit the sub button. Share this podcast with a friend if you think they'd enjoy it. Go ahead and do so. We've had a great month in November. I, I I know I said originally I do one every two weeks. Just stuff keeps coming up, so we're just gonna keep we're just gonna keep talking. I'm just gonna keep talking hockey. That's it. We're we're in the thick of it. We're starting to get there, man. December's right around the corner. It's here, man. Hockey's in full swing, baby. All right. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. All right. And we'll talk again soon.